What's good, everybody? It's your boy Hans. And this is your girl Tristan. Welcome to the Hans and Tristan podcast that we finally got together because Tristan had a hard time getting it together. No, today. no, 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 no. Tristan and I had a hard time. <laughs> you were just being fussy per usual. <laughs> no, you was out here fighting with the insects. <laughs> they was coming for me first. I can't be out in these streets letting, you know, little itsy bitsy spiders kill my vibe. No. Yeah. Trying to burn the whole house down for a spider, I tell you. Yes. Because <laughs> you know, once it disappears, you don't know where it's at, where it's going, who's it like. Mm-mm, I can't risk it. And you're going to be paranoid the whole time until you find it. Until I find it again, yes. I'm sick of you. Anywho. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us again, guys. Uh, we want to start off the show by expressing our condolences um, to Mr. Lewis's congressman, civil rights activist, John Lewis, passed away at the age of 80 years old. Um, I think he passed away last night, if I'm not mistaken. Was it last night? Or the night before? Night before last. Yes. And um, we just definitely want to express our condolences to the family. We've really lost a living legend. Um, he lately coined the phrase good trouble, um, which is, to me, I love that because for those who are actually standing up for what's right and coming up against some type of power struggle, they understand what the term good trouble means, which means if you're going against any system, any power structure that is prevalent out there and you fight against it, you're going to get some blow black, right? You're going to get in trouble. So he was uh, coining the phrase, you know, I've gotten in a lot of good trouble. Basically something that Dr. Martin Luther King told him because when he was younger, his grandparents and parents were telling him, you know, don't get into trouble going out there and everything like that. And Dr. King said, well, listen, you got to get, you got to get in some trouble, but in some good trouble, you know, fighting for what's right. And I just love that spirit. Even in his older age, he was still aggressive. He was yeah. still about which right is right, which wrong is wrong. And he yep. never lost that passion and that forever. And I he just love that. He didn't go up against anybody. Anybody can get it. Listen, he wanted all the smoke. So and that's why I it love didn't matter he, who he it was. He believed in what he believed in and wasn't no one going to sway his perspective on a situation. So, yeah, we need more of that. No, that's facts. That's facts. You know, oftentimes we um, just get lost in a shuffle of things and we fear that we have so much to lose, which is valid within its own self. But at the end of the day, if you don't stand for something, you fall you for, fall everything. for anything. There you go. So uh, definitely condolences to his family. And I encourage everybody to look him up if you don't know who he is or what he stood for the work that he has done hopefully you do i'm about um, to say oof. well the reason i say that is because some of these conservative news outlets have mistake um have mistakenly put up pictures of elijah cummings thinking it was mr lewis like yeah yeah like um i can't remember their name but some of these um government of officials on their social media would put up a picture of Elijah Cummings and say R.I.P. to John Lewis. So I'm like, oh, come on. We all, all us Black people don't. That's so disrespectful. But yeah. yeah. But 
you know, so I have to say that for our younger generations of those who are not in touch or realize the work. If you're from Atlanta, you don't know, then yeah, I'm looking at you because <laughs> clearly. Um, but yeah, if you're a listener who's not from Atlanta, who's just been out of touch, there's nothing wrong with educating yourself. Do your research and, you know, understand our figures. Um, in a somber, even sadder note, uh, I know that you've heard about this, Tamar Braxton. Mm-hmm. It was reported. It was a reported a couple of days ago that she was hospitalized in LA, if I'm not mistaken, for an apparent suicide, suicide attempt. attempt. Yeah. So you know, of course, we're sending our prayers out to her and her family. She's in stable condition right now, and she's getting the help that she needs. So it was a failed. Thank you a failed suicide attempt. But, you know, as we as therapists and mental health professionals, we felt like we'd be tone deaf and irresponsible if we weren't, you know, to mention it and discuss it. I do believe that oftentimes we get caught up in the judging the book by its cover kind of thing when it comes Uh to people, especially celebrities, Uh and forget that they, in fact, are just as human as we are and go through struggles on multiple levels just as we are. So I do believe that this news coming out and, you know, her struggling with this can kind of continue to bring awareness that people are still struggling out here on multiple levels. Absolutely. And just because you have money doesn't mean those problems go away or, you know, your perspective of situations go away or your past trauma go away or whatever it is, you know, like at the end of the day, I think we as individuals need to be mindful of that. Like you said, it's easy for us to read something and we're so detached from these celebrities that we sometimes don't see them as humans. Because I know I'm mm-hmm. guilty of that too. So just being mindful. But I did hear that she posted what she wrote in the family chat and that's yeah. how they were kind of, you know. Yeah, I was um, doing my research on it too when I first saw the news a couple of days ago and I was like, is this true? You know, I'm always wary of clickbait. You know, so like I did my research and I ran across the text as well and past posts that she tweeted, which kind of actually when you put it together could give you a sense of her state of mind. And it didn't seem like it was one that was stable. But but the text, though, that she had in her family in the, you know, draft for the family text was definitely to me the most uh, damning one that really let us know about the darkness or how dark of a place she was at. Um, before this happened she um also alluded to which brings up my next point um i don't think people understand the amount of pressure that celebrities often have to deal with given their lifestyle we often just brush it off because they do make a certain amount of money right just like you mentioned before and we assume you know no money then you shouldn't have much to, to worry about when that's actually not even close to being true exactly so um, I just want to get your opinion. Like, do you think, how much do you think her celebrity had to do with her, you know, failed suicide attempt? Um, I think just, just reflecting on the recent situations, um, with the divorce and, you know, things of that nature. I think when you're going through something so publicly, cause certain things are already, you know, traumatic in and of themselves, you know, like you, she being off the real or was it the real or whatever, whatever it's called. And, you know, certain things that were taking place in her life, like to go through those things publicly, 
it's already, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, it amplifies a situation that's already kind of embarrassing, hurtful and, you know, things of that nature. Cause we've all been through situations where we, I've never been married. You've never been married, but we've been, you know, in situations where we've been broken up or like lost a job or whatever the case may be. So to go through those things publicly makes right. it a million times worse. And it also hinders your healing. And I think that's what, again, we got to be mindful of when we're putting things out there. Because, I, again, I'm guilty of it. I'd be lying if I didn't say I ain't repost stuff as far as, like, you know, entanglements. And, but people are really hurt by these things. And, right. again, we don't see celebrities as celebrities sometimes. So it, it is harder when you are in the public eye under the microscope, when someone is watching your every move and they're expecting you to present a certain way. Right. And I, uh, that word that you just stated, expecting expectations rings hard for me because it now adds additional pressure for you to live your life a certain way rather than have the freedom like any other human being would to heal on your own time and how you can best heal. You're expected as a celebrity to heal a certain way and to do it within a certain time frame and also to report to everybody about that process and how it's going on. So I definitely do agree with you that I think her celebrity um, exacerbated the situation. And I don't know her private situation and how she copes, but I just do hope that through this situation, through the help that she's getting right now, that she is given some positive and some effective ways to kind of manage and cope with her daily stressors that are going on right now. So um, I was actually talking to uh, my fiance about this, and I think it's something that we don't talk about in the black community as well. Um, not mental health, we, we know that's a given, right? We know that's a given. But I, I don't think we talk it about enough about how to positively deal with daily stressors. So right. for instance, I know there's this big debate with weed and marijuana, right? And you know, comparing it to other drugs and how weed is um, compared to crack or cocaine or heroin, you know, seem to be less damaging and everything like that. And the excuse in the community is, yeah, I just needed to calm down and to cool. But then it's like, okay, so how much are you calming down and cooling from? What are you escaping from? You get what I mean? Like, so why haven't, why haven't you found other ways to kind of relax and to, you know, you get what I mean? So like, right. and what forms are you using? Is it becoming a dependency? Because anything you become dependent upon, so much so that you can't function turns into something that can harm you. You get right. what I mean? It's so. a crutch. And I think, and this is, and it's so funny because me and my daughter was having this conversation the other day in regards to substances and classification of the substance and how they control it, this and the third. Right. I'm explaining to her the reality is as an individual, I don't want to be codependent on anything, even coffee. Like sometimes I feel bad because I got a coffee and I know I have a coffee addiction. I know <laughs> if by 10 p.m. I don't have caffeine in my system, I get headaches, I go through withdrawals. Like I know this. But again, I think we get so consumed with the marijuana situation because we, it does have healthy benefits, which are great. But at the end of the day, that still can turn into an outlet, even with sex, like sex is not bad, but how you use it is what makes mm -hmm. it bad. Alcohol and wine, you know, I love my red wine. It's not <laughs> bad, but it's how you use it. Are you using it to escape whatever you're going through? That's when it becomes a problem as opposed to using it recreationally. Right. No, I agree. And the reason I mention this is because um, substances were involved in the manner in which he tried to commit suicide. So that's the reason I mentioned it. And 
I, like I said, I don't know her personally. I don't know much about her personal life. So I don't know if she was initially using these substances anyway to cope or anything like that. All I know is that, you know, her significant other did find her unresponsive and thank God he found her just in time, you know, to rush her to the hospital and everything like that. But it does make me wonder because at the end of the day, we know because we're out in the community, we see this all the time. We see our loved ones, family members, clients and families who deal with substance abuse, you know, and just because, and I bring up marijuana because marijuana is in a trend where it's becoming decriminalized as it should, right? Mm -hmm. As it should, because let's be honest, it's not up there with heroin or coke or anything of that Or even Percocets or oxycodone. Exactly. But yet and still, just like you said, anything that you use too much or you use as a as a crutch or can't now live without has become a problem in addiction. Something as simple as coffee is, as you said, like I have team members or employees who are struggling with coffee and and soda, like the Coke addiction because the caffeine and they really have like withdrawals coming from it. And they're learning on how to, you know, do it in a healthy and alternative way. And I say all this to say, because I know we have listeners who cope with stress daily and we are living in this even more stressful time than usual given COVID and everything that comes with that and how even our state officials can't get it together, but we, we won't go into that. Um, it's a whole different podcast. Right. Right. So, um, you know, which can create some, some type of anxiety, right? Because you don't know who to listen to. You don't know who to believe. You don't know what to do. You don't know what's right. Leaders are fighting against the leaders and they kind of give you a sense of helplessness. So um, we definitely want to promote different ways and positive ways of coping and managing your stress. And one thing I think you alluded to was the running away. So I have a client that I tell all the times, you can't turn off your feelings. You know, I'd rather you process something than to run from something. But that, first of all, and, and this is the thing, right? we don't it's easy for us to like process your feelings but then i really had a climb like well how and i'm like oh shit mm-hmm. that's a good question right? right um but understanding that and i had to feel like feelings are icky they they're icky no one wants to feel feelings because they make us feel like shit but if you cannot cry by yourself baby that's a whole different issue in and of itself if you can't be vulnerable with yourself by yourself Mm-hmm. that's a problem because everywhere you go there you are so you right. can lie to me all day i'm cool with that but once you start lying to yourself that's when it's a bigger issue that's when you become when you try to numb the pain because you don't want to deal with it that's when you go to other outlets like sex and you know avoiding your shit and like no no i definitely agree with you but i i, I do want to go back to that question that you stated of how to do it and which i think is poignant right because i i do believe that there are even some of our listeners right now who are asking the same question um and feelings are icky but feelings are also informational and i think we do forget that part of it they are telling us something about ourselves and it's up to us to dig deeper and find that meaning and the information that that feeling is telling us and i think that's a place that comes after first acknowledging that feeling um, and that it exists so just like you were saying you know not lying to yourself saying that doesn't exist so acknowledgement of that achiness of how you're feeling and then you know what information is it telling you about yourself what areas is it saying that you may need to work on or do further self-exploration or look for resources to kind of help you get stronger in because 
ignoring or not dealing with feelings only suppresses them, which can lead to further complications. And what goes down will eventually come out. And the thing is, it's not always going to come out. At the most ideal time, it went down. Right, because right, it done built up and everything else, like I, like shaking a can, a can of soda. Mm-hmm. So it's the same concept, but yeah, I just feel like you know, we 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 as a culture have to do better in supporting people through certain things and also being mindful of how to like, because even like for example, we've all been there where we see someone going through something. I know I've been in situations where people people um try to help me through situations, but they try to help me by forcing me to get better by forcing me to act happy or take me out to the club or whatever. And I'm just like, no, I like, I'm good with sitting in my feelings. Like I'm okay with sitting in my feelings. And if you genuinely want to help me, then sitting my, sit in my feelings with me. But those feelings make you uncomfortable. They don't make me uncomfortable. And I think that's the bigger thing is when we're there to support someone, that doesn't mean we're there to make them happy or make them laugh. Let them feel whatever they're feeling. And be okay with them feeling those feelings. Yeah, the key component in support is the other person feeling they're not alone. And we often overlook that simple elementary (laughs) component of support because, like you said, we get caught up in our discomfort in that feeling. Uh, I do believe that Tamar does have a support system. She has her sisters and families who are there who are supporting her, which is great. I just hope that those who are listening has the supports have support systems that do the same that are there for you. And you brought up a great point. So if you know someone who's going through something, don't rush them. Understand it's a process. Uh, for me, grieving is a big one or a loss of a relationship, which is similar to grieving actually mentally um, because it's the death of a relationship. It's the same thing. You have to understand that everybody has their process, support them to, through that process. Of course, Look out for red flags of self-harm, suicidal ideations of, you know, anything of that nature. Refer them to a mental health professional if that's the case, if that's something that they don't have in their life. There's nothing wrong with that. If you can't tell your friend, hey, have you ever thought about talking to somebody? I don't know. How close are you really? So (laughs) that's just my take on it. Uh, But I do agree with you, though, that, that that support is key and understand you have to give them support in the manner in which they can receive it. Not in a manner in which you can you digest it. Right, because it's not about yeah. your comfort. Exactly. Support is all about the other person feeling like they're not alone. So however they need that, that's how you need to give it. So you also have to understand your limitations too. So if that's something that you're not, then give support another way or wait till they're further down. You get what I'm saying? Down the mm-hmm. line and, and come in come in when you're, you know, when you're good, when it's at right. your neck of the woods where you can get them through. So understand your limitations as well. So, right. But definitely, we want to, like I said, send out our prayers to Tamar and hope that she continues to get better and gets the help that she needs. On to some more news. Some, I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. It's sad, sad, crazy ratchet. I don't know. And it's like, it's like a movie that just has turns and you you didn't know it was going to get there. It was going to get there. So to set the stage, Meg Stallion. Boy, she is a stallion. Magda Stallion has been hanging out with Tory Lanez for a while. Um, they've hung out a couple months before on, you know, live, you know, no mask too. So I guess they're they close or whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying no mask though. No mask? Oh my right, God. Right. right. I'm just 
just saying, COVID out here. But anyway, <laughs> so they were hanging out or whatever, and um, they were hanging out recently. And then all of a sudden, uh, it was at some function. I think even Kylie was there. Uh, one of the Jenners or Kardashian, Jenner Kardashians was there. So after their evening of having fun or whatever, the report came out. And what was first reported was that Tory Lanez was arrested for gun possession. So right. that's how it started. Yep. First news flash: Tory Lanez arrested for gun possession. Everybody's like, "Dang, that's crazy!" You know, that but wasn't me. I was like, "Who's Tory Lanez?" <laughs> Are you serious? That's what you're saying. Super serious. My daughter was like, uh, "Mom, oh, uh, right?" Know? I'm about to give you that I'm same like, look, really. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> right. So that's the first headline. So. Sadly enough, not too surprising because it's Tory Lanez. If you know him, he's he's a wild card, right? So boom. Then the next headline that comes out is Meg Thee Stallion injured foot injury, but it doesn't. It wasn't too specific though. It wasn't too specific. It just says Meg Thee Stallion suffers a foot injury. See, that I whole went straight to TMZ, today. and TMZ said Meg Thee Stallion was shot in the foot by Tory Lanez. And the altercation uh -oh. in the SUV. I was just like, but before that, and then they though, had the video footage. Even before, thanks for ruining my my, my selling point here. I was just I'm saying, sorry. you're so impatient. God, I am impatient because you're taking forever to get to the good part. You gotta read it though. TMZ didn't even have this, and TMZ has everything. First was the gun shooting, then it was Meg, because TMZ didn't even put it together until they got the report from the police officers, which stated that Meg Stein was shot in the foot. Boom, boom, boom. But she even posted something before they accused Tori, which is what made me turn the corner, right? Because when we found out that she was shot, right, people were like, oh, my God, I hope it's not Tori. You know, people were just saying that, but it wasn't reported that it was him. So even when Meg acknowledges that she was shot in the foot, she didn't mention Tori. She said she was hurt, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she's they're not the cooperating with the police. She said she cut exactly. her foot on some glass and they took her to the hospital. Where, and that's when they removed the bullets and realized she was shot. And then her, her friend posted something, too, said, I wasn't the one who shot Mag. You know, I know who did it, but I ain't going to say nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's not for me to say. You know, holding it up to the code of non, non snitching. See, and I think right? that's my thing, because at the end of the day, it's like, one, if this is a domestic violence situation, why is this street code even implemented in the not snitching situation? Because from what I'm hearing, they had an altercation in the car, and he shot her. I'm hearing the same thing too, but we don't know. You know what I think it is? But did you see the narrative? Did you see, you saw what she posted, right? Yeah. Okay, so at the end of the day, if she's calling herself a victim and someone intentionally tried to harm you, at what point you're not going to cooperate with the police? So then, what what message are you sending to other? And and this is where your platform is imperative, right? Because mm -hmm. this is not no street shit where you out selling drugs or whatever the case may be. Because that's when the no snitching code should be implemented. But this is a domestic violence situation. So you telling me you still gonna hold true to this no snitching shit? Listen, everybody got their their um their code and ethics that they gotta go by, which that's why that's what made me wonder what was the context in which this this shooting happened. You get what I mean? So for instance, we remember the Chris and Rihanna situation. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? She ain't break no non-snitching. It was that dude. Like, Rihanna was like, <laughs> breezy. Like, you get what I'm saying? Because like, when you're in a domestic violence situation, like, yes, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to speak up. Like, first of all, any man who feels comfortable 
with harming a woman in this kind of context, like your life wasn't in jeopardy or whatever case may be, in this kind of context, yeah, your ass gotta go. Like this ain't yeah, no that's what. But here's my thing: like, there's still so much unknown for me, and I'm wondering if it's if there's just because it took so many twists and turns, I'm wondering what else is being covered up. There's no that's justifiable reason to shoot me in my foot. Once again, unless, unless I pull out a gun, there's no justifiable again, reason. I mean, again, other than the fact that he's five three, 120 pounds. Once again, I don't know the context. Meaning, they could have been playing around, and the gunshot. But she would not she say someone intentionally tried to harm me. That's, she that would say that. Did you not read? I, I read it. I read it. Read it. You go ahead and read it. I'm about Her to. tweet was in, was in response to Fifty joking about it, and I think she was saying basically. The narrative has been reported that. about Sunday morning events are inaccurate, and I like to set the record straight. On Sunday morning, I suffered a gunshot wound as a result of a crime that was committed against me and done with the intentions to physically harm me. That's not playing mm-hmm. around. Right. So here's my thing. I still think it could be a cover-up of something. But regardless believe. of the fact, once you, once you put a narrative on the fact that it was intentionally to harm me, mm-hmm. like... Th- th- there is no cover up. Like, dude, you shot me. Period. I think we're. I think right. we're playing. I think we're playing down the situation because it was a foot and not like shot in the chest. Because it was shot in the chest and she was on ICU, then it wouldn't be no what ifs and no. Me. That's not. That's not. No, that's not true. They they set that they set that up by how they they addressed the situation to begin with. No, I'm not taking that role. We're not playing nothing down. What it is is if it was that beef with you, you would have came out straight and said it. So they have to take accountability in how they reported and handled the situation. I totally well. agree. Like she's not cooperating with the police in and of itself speaks volumes, but. On one hand, you're a victim, but then as soon as the police get involved, then you're no longer a victim. So, so you're contradicting it. yourself. But even even as a culture, right? Because we also got to understand the fact that we hand out this bullshit, no snitching culture, which is why millions of black girls don't speak up and end up dead. And which is crazy to me because we keep implementing this no snitching shit. And it's just like, okay, but how many black girls got to die through domestic violence for motherfuckers to take this shit serious? Like to me, it's just ridiculous. But for me, though, the contradiction within itself is more damning because at, at the end of the day, there's so much that happens when you look and you start to do the research of the false reports and the contradictions which don't lead to investigations of these domestic violence issues. So that's why domestic violence cases are, well, it plays a part also with the lack of reporting, which is the bigger problem of why domestic right. violence issues don't get there. But with. why is there the lack, lack of reporting? reporting? Because it is no snitching stupid shit in right. our culture. But also, though, with her giving her platform, what brings me trouble is the manner in which it was it was presented. You have a duty, I think, if it's something that's that issue, to give it straight like what it is and don't bring any clout or discrepancy or any era of deception into it. You get what I'm saying? That's my issue with, with the whole situation, because at the end of the day, if dude was, you get what I'm saying, whatever he was to you, you get what I mean? And and did that then it should be like dude did that you get what i mean like right. that's it cut and dry and that's what gives me like what i feel like there's more to it not to say that it wasn't domestic but like i feel like there's more to it that we're not getting and it's I like would. i don't know i really don't know because that's to me like why would you come out in such a contradictory way like you know what other reason could you could you have to come out because it's plain and simple what happened 
if and it's I'm what's not, happened. No, and I'm, I feel you, but I'm telling you from a female's perspective, right? A female who's been in situations where it's like, okay, do I motherfucking report this nigga to the police or whatever the case may be, or do I motherfucking just take this L and keep pushing? You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it's many of women who've been in situations where they've been hurt or injured or whatever the case, and they don't report it because it's just like, I don't even want to go through the hustle and bustle of the whole court situation. I just want to be done with it altogether. Okay, but you being done with it altogether is not going to help the situation in and of itself. So I get the whole don't even want to be, you know, get involved with the drama. But then on the flip side, it's like, okay, so now what? Because you're still not snitching. He's still going to be running them up or whatever the case may be. And then also it's accountability on your part because it, it, I don't know what happened. I'm gonna be real with you, but there's no justifiable reason to shoot me. Unless I'm in that motherfucking about to light your ass up in this car, there's no reason for you to shoot me. Right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not advocating for the shooting. What I'm saying is, it's just weird to me. I just find it real weird because at the end of the day, you sort of did snitch because if you're calling yourself a victim, it was only three of you in the car. It wasn't your best friend. So who else was it going to be? So like, I don't know. Like that's, that's my thing. It's just like the, the manner in which it came out. I would much, you know, like it, it, it gave me pause because I, we've heard a lot weirder things happen in the lives of celebrities and what was going on. And for me, I know we found out later, um, I'm trying to think how much later. I can't remember how much later because it was so long ago with the whole Chris Brown and Rihanna situation. You know, what was going on in the car and everything and what they were going through. And I think this is going to be the same thing when it comes to this whole Tory Lane situation. Um, and like I said, though, I just expected Meg to be a little more straightforward with it. You get what I mean? Because that's how she kind of portrayed herself as, you know, straight. This is what it is. So... But at the end of the day, you can portray that until it comes to your doorstep. Well, you know, and I tell people all the time, it's the difference between who you are as an artist and who you are as an actual person, an individual. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, I feel like you musicians are just like actors. They, those are roles they play. They just play them consistently, whereas acting, you play for that movie, then you move on to another role. So to me, I differentiate the two. So yeah, you could rap about, because I remember Genesis was sitting here telling me, she was like, somebody posted something like, oh, well, you talking about you a hot girl, da 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 or whatever. And I'm just like, what the fuck does that got to do? And you know, because Genesis was upset. She was like, what does that got to do with her being shot? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, even if you fuck with street niggas, at the end of the day, that doesn't give you a right to shoot me. Like, what the fuck? Like, so, I don't know. It depends, though. It depends. Here's no. why. Here's why. Here's why. I said, here's no. why. Here's why it depends. So I'm not talking about this situation. I'm talking about the statement you just said. If you call yourself, uh, and I'm referencing it to Takashi, basically. So people were saying. The reason I'm referencing Takashi is because people were saying, he should have snitched because his quote-unquote friends, who he thought was friends, you know, kind of set him up to be killed. You know. Had sex with his girl and did all that and uh right <laughs> just completely just yeah anyway just ran through his girl and you know set him up and everything like that. I'd believe with Takashi, if you're saying you're about that life and then that go you're fully, it. that's then go my only it. my only right. issue. Right? Nah, no, no, I agree with that. Only issue. Go handle my that. If you issue. really, if you really think, like, if you're really saying I'm about that, like, da 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 da, and someone cross you, go handle your handle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna right. stand away of none of that shit. But at the end of the day, me dating someone who's in the streets doesn't make me in the streets. It just makes me dealing with someone who's in the streets. 
No, no, I don't, I'm not saying that. What I was saying is the same you said about being about that life. Those are two different things. I, I wanted to differentiate that because for me, some things are the consequences of your actions. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Like if I'm dealing, if I'm dealing dope in the street and I get, I get jammed up, what did I expect? You get what I mean? Like you talking to someone who just went to my little cousin's funeral because he was a street dude and he exactly. got caught in the streets. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, when you enter into that lifestyle, you got to know what comes with that. Even if you're affiliated, like I said, even as someone who's dating someone in that lifestyle, you got to know what com comes with that. But that does not give the, that person the right to fucking shoot me. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like when it comes to entertainment and rap, a lot of these rappers are perpetuating a lifestyle that they don't live. Oh, no. And, that, and that's the bigger issue because it's just like... It's 90% of them. Right. Like, niggas sitting here stealing your chain. You ain't doing shit. Niggas sitting here doing... Like, you not doing shit. You know what I'm saying? But then on, you, you sitting here pumping this music brainwashing these kids into doing all this wild ass shit when your ass motherfucking the main nigga making a statement to the police yeah this is wild to me man and i hope you know what i okay so here's my thing and i hope this is not the case but this is my thing because two wrongs don't make a right and i hope meg knows this okay so this is what i think happened okay and this is why i think there's the whole reason that meg came out how she did do you get what i mean because I, I don't think she wanted to snitch on herself in the process of you get what i mean i've been there too right here's what i think happened i think they got an altercation or whatever a verbal altercation at first you get what i mean and i think it got physical and i believe that meg was handling tory because he's five three 120 pounds <laughs> don't do that he was handling tory and tory had to you get what i mean but i think <laughs> but i think she didn't want to come out and say that maybe she might have been the aggressor physically as far as to criminally, you get what I'm saying? Like make yeah. a case for him or damage herself. So but that's what I'm saying. I, no, no, no. I, right, I agree. so that was still be assault on her end. So she's like, nah, yeah, I'm good on that. Exactly. That's why, and that's why I'm saying, so I guess I should be clear with that. I'm not in no way insinuating that, you know, there's any excuse for domestic violence on either side. Does that make sense? Know. So if right. she's putting her hands on dude, there's there's no reason for that. But that's why I think there's more to it. Like I really think she was giving it to dude, and dude was like, "Nah, son, you're not about to." <laughs> like, yo, I really think that was kind of what's happening. We're making a lot of it, but I really think that's what it was. She didn't want to incriminate herself and further, you know, damage, you know, make make more of the situation, which is that's why I want to know more. Like but my I thing is, here, know here's more. my thing, and this is why I stopped fucking with little niggas. Wow. Because it's like, <laughs> bro, if you got to pull out a strap on me. Listen, she built for a tough, you see, but, man. But again, you got to know what you're getting into. As a dude, you want to fuck with stallions. <laughs> nigga, you got to know how to motherfucking get in the saddle and ride that. <laughs> good or bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't like, oh, I want to fuck with stallion in the bedroom. But then when that stallion motherfucking turn on your ass, it's just like, nah, you got to handle the good and the bad. You can't see it like. This is like niggas who own Rottweiler. I mean, pit bulls. It's like everybody want pit bull to the pit bull turn on them. It's just like, bruh. You got to know how to train that pit bull. Exactly. You got to know what you're getting into. So, I mean, like I said, everybody wants stallion to that motherfucker stop. Start bucking. Know how to hold on and ride that rodeo. But honestly, that's my conspiracy theory. That's what I think happened. Mag was giving the pause to him. And then, Not you know, that it's right. Girl, you know her homegirl in the car. It was two against what? It was two against one. Dude had to protect himself, but that's not how you do it. Get out the car, man. You're right, driving. get out get the out. car or learn how to box. Floyd Mayweather bite size, <laughs> but you think he gonna let motherfucking Megan motherfucking right. put her Floyd probably dust right. her ass. 
But at the end of the day, it's like, if you know you bite size, yo, you can't sit here and be fucking with motherfuckers who like 5'10", motherfuckers. You gonna stop disrespecting that man. That man is fun size, okay? Like, you fun size, bro. And then you pull out a motherfucking gun. Absolutely, by small women. (laughs) Tristan, that's not nice. That's not nice. Listen, Big I was, girls, I'm tall five girls. Three and I wouldn't even date a man that's 5'3". That's not fair. 120 pounds? So, bro, my daughter's so in you. So a 5'3", 120, buck 20 dude can't get no love from Tristan. Bro, you the size of my, one of my legs. What am I going to do with you? Wow. It'd be, it be your own co-host, man. It'd be shop boy. What I look like? <laughs> not every man got to pick you up, Tristan. Lies. <laughs> Lies, lies, lies on top of lies. And you might not got to, but you better damn sure be able to. <laughs> and if you a buck 20, honey, I, I don't even think you can hold up one of my legs good enough. Maybe he could be in the gym, you know, pressing it. If he was in the it. gym, he wouldn't have to pull that strap. Listen, man, but that's my theory, man. I really think there was boxing in there and Megan, her homegirl, got the best of him and Dude pulled out and thought it was a threat and may have misfired or something and hit her. But either way, man, you got to either take them hits or learn how, right. to, learn how to throw them hands. Bang, bang. You know, you got to shake them. Well, fucking bobble weave. Bobble right. weave. Like, ain't no way in hell. But again, Megan, why are you fucking with a nigga who motherfucking 120 pounds? Don't do that. Don't do that. What she like doing? who she like. She like who she like. Don't do that. Megan. Don't do that. Stop it. But. If that's the case, though, I hope that, you know, both of them learn from the situation and both of them, if it's, if it's the case, they were both fighting. You get what I mean? I hope right. both of them learn, like, this because ain't the way healthy. to do it. Like, yeah, I, I, like, I don't condone not... females putting their hands on dudes. Like, don't, don't put your hand on a dude just because you feel like he not going to hit you back or whatever the case may be, because that's not okay. Like, that's not the narrative we need to continue to regurgitate as women. Like, that's not okay. Cause then you'd be real sorts when a nigga knock your block off. Like, listen, my mom. <laughs> all right, shout out to my mom. She's Haitian, so <laughs> never hit a woman in my life ever, right? And of course, let's say my girl would have hit me, whatever, in anger. I'm not gonna do nothing. You know, relax, s- sit over there, just sit over there. But <laughs> no, my grandma, my grandma told you this old Haitian lady. She said, you know coming up telling me to defend myself you know don't don't let nobody come up to you if they hit you yo you better swing for the fences and handle you and she was like girls too and i was like girls too grandma she said uh-uh if a girl hit you that means she thinks she just like you go ahead and i was like wow and that's but why i tell my daughter i'm like keep your hands to yourself i say that to say like once you do that though once you cross that line Expect that person to cross that line right there with you. Right. And, and the thing is, people fail to realize when you're fighting, there is no rules in a fight. <laughs> There's no rules. So I'm the type of person, like, I'm going to be with you. I've been in physical altercations with guys I've dated. And I'm the type of person, I walk away like, nah, bro, like, I'm going to go ahead and leave. But, you know, some men, they want to antagonize or use their size. And I'm, I'm, you know me. Bye-bye. I don't give a fuck about your size. As soon as you put your hands on me, it's a wrap. Because I've been in those situations, but at the end of the day, it's just like, you, it's not okay Mm-mm. at all. Like, even for a man to use his size and his strength to try to intimidate you, that's not okay. I mean, we know that's not Tory Lane's case because he's right size. Stop but it. But still, <laughs> that man is medium. Where is he? Man, what is going on? I think him and Kevin Hart might be the same size. Oh, my 
Nah, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart, pretty Bill. He's he's sturdy. See, he's short. Like he's you short, gotta get though, if you know you little, you got. But gotta, Kevin Hart is yeah. You got Kevin Hart's built. <laughs> Don't do that. That's the guy was in that motherfucker dragging his ass in the SUV. And he was like, oh, hell no. And you, Which and you is, gotta still, I'm like, damn, she can't even get on the knees and motherfucking drop it low. Like, oh, shit. Oh, she gonna get back. She real quick. She, she'll I don't know. You know my Which was crazy because, was it, a month ago, he put out a tweet saying, you know what? Um, if I gotta go to a function and I gotta bring my strap, I'm just not gonna go. So what happened to that logic, Tori? That's, you know, that's, I was like, hmm. I guess that went out the window. Because why would you need it, right? You're going to Kylie Jenner function with, there's no gangsters there. Like, why do you need? But you know what? I realized a lot of men and women do things just because it's, you know, cool <laughs> to do it. Like, so you have this gun because it's cool. Like, you have the, you know what I'm saying? Like, Come on, sir. Like you're with two women. Like, and clearly you ain't here. You ain't gonna defend them because you can't even defend yourself against them. So you ain't there to motherfucking defend them. So what you got the gun for? Mm. And don't you have security? But anyway, whatever. Anyway, but yo, oh, it yeah. says on Wikipedia that uh, Kevin Hart's five four. <laughs> so, it's just so I don't like. Oh my goodness. Oof. So you wouldn't date a guy short than you, I tell you. My my baby father was pushing it. He's five seven. And he was pushing it. He was pushing it. He was He was pushing it. And then he so was the last short dude. I'm like, I can't do short dudes no more because they all they be all angry and shit. You be like, calm the fuck down. Really the Napoleon complex? That's what Listen, you're saying. Listen, that shit real. It's just like, bruh, for real. Like uh, and I'm five three. So you know, I ain't that I'm you know me, I'm short. But I'm sturdy. <laughs> I'm sturdy. What you ain't gonna do? Sturdy. You gonna be throwing me around, bye bye. Cause you better get in the weight room if you think he gonna motherfucking drag Tristan. Pooh, it ain't happening. I'm sick of you. I'm, I'm just saying you gotta keep the weight on you, cause motherfuckers be thinking cause you light skin, you soft. You be like, nah, bro. Nah. They ain't just gonna push you around any kind of way. Hell no, you sturdy. Nah. I ain't <laughs> The one thing I ain't scared to do is lose a motherfucking fight. But I promise you, I'm going to put hands on your ass if you touch me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, we, uh, we'll we keep you guys updated on that situation to see what happens as further news develops. Once again, um, RIP and our condolences to the congressman, John Lewis, the legend, the icon, the civil rights activist. Please remember his family in your prayers. And also, Tamar Braxton, we wish you a speedy recovery. Not a speedy a well recovered take your time take your time take as much time as you need i don't care if you have to go social media dark for a year or two do what you need to get better boo and that goes for all our listeners as well please understand that you only have to be true to yourself and no one else all right do you remember your own path and your own progress of healing and don't forget to reach out to any health professional if you need help. It's okay if you need help. Anything Megan else you want to say well. before signing Megan, off? Megan, we, we yes. wish you a speedy recovery. And if you did put hands on that man, honey, listen. Call Layla Ali, child. She might got some moves for you to... Oh, Lord. Anyway. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> we don't guys, promote they... domestic violence. Everybody keep we their hands to themselves. Yes, please. Use your words. Thank you. 
All right, guys, thank you for joining us. As always, you can listen to us on any platform or podcast I heard. That's Google Play, Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are heard, you can definitely listen to the Hans and Tristan podcast. Don't forget to check out our social media at the Hans and Tristan podcast on IG. As always, like, subscribe, and share. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>